Hi everyone and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation, and history proves it. Yet even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Now, Cliff, last week we talked about a lot of things, but one of the main things I emphasize is truth and how truth is a scarce commodity. And that's a big problem in America today because we are under the oppression and suppression of a totalitarian government who controls the executive branch, the Senate, the House of Representatives. They control our courts, our media. They control the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ. There's so many things under their thumb and pressure that it's really leading to the downfall and destruction of America by just a few minority people in Washington, D.C. And unless we get involved and stop the complacency in America, we may see this country fall. Now, one of the things that's almost a disgrace to me is some of the things going on in the courts, like the case that we call the Minnesota teenage murder trial. And I know you wanted to talk about that last week, but we really didn't have time to get to it. So I want you to expound on that tonight. And then also um, about the vaccine mandate. I've got to remind everybody, and I'll do it several times, that we're not against vaccines. We believe our children should be vaccinated against polio, mumps, measles, so forth, because they're 95% effective at stopping the disease. They prevent it, and they've been proven and tested over time through the scientific methods we've established in the past for that process. But now, because of the emergency action of President Trump and then the fast track of the vaccine, we have a vaccine now that people are more nervous about the long-term effects because it hasn't been given the appropriate time for testing and is being mandated on people, forced on them to take it against their will. And that's what we are arguing about the loss of freedom of choice on something that may or may not be detrimental to your body in the future. We just don't know. But there are people who are leaving their jobs. It's been reported, I think there's 4.3 or 5 million people who have quit their jobs, a lot of them over the mandate, and more maybe to come because there's more deadlines on the horizon. But you have found maybe a loophole to an exemption for that vaccine mandate for people to use. So I want you to go over that too tonight. Again, we're not against vaccines, but we are against the taking away of your life, liberty, freedom, and happiness here in America. And that's what's happening in this totalitarian government that's running our nation out of Washington, D.C. On top of it, we have a lot of Republicans, we named them last week, who have been traitors, who signed on to this quote-unquote infrastructure bill that has a lot of pork in it that helps social agendas and helps the Democrat radical, narcissistic, euphoric, socialist, progressive party. And folks, we've got to stand up and start fighting, or complacency will lead to the destruction of this nation. You need to be awake, you need to be alert, you need to be active, and we'll tell you more at the end of this podcast on how you can do that. So Cliff, I want to give you plenty of time to share with us some of your thoughts on those topics here this evening. So what I wanted to talk, there's two things I wanted to talk about. 
uh, and I'll try to go over those very quickly. First of all is the Rittenhouse case in Minneapolis, um, or in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and where, where the, uh, you know, uh, the, the teenager is being charged with murder. Right. Um, the, uh, the thing you have to understand what's going on there, just so uh, we can, you can understand the dynamics of what's taking place. If you've seen any part of it, you've seen the judge admonish the prosecutors uh, yes. on some of the, some of the bizarre things that they've done, uh, which are not really that bizarre. It was funny because when the, the judge at one point in time said, um, I can't understand what you're trying to do, what what you're doing here, why you would do this, unless you are, and then he stopped himself from saying what he was going to say. What he was going to yeah. say is, unless you're trying to create a mistrial in this case. That's what, so here's what happened. Uh, just as, this is my view as an attorney, having seen uh, a bunch of the proceedings, et cetera, having followed this case since it was originally filed. So, I believe that the prosecution in this case, you know, first of all, it was politically motivated. It wasn't mm -hmm. really uh, legally motivated. It was political. Right. And they uh, they felt that they would charge this kid with uh, all of these crimes and he'd fold up and he'd uh, plead guilty to something. Well, that didn't happen. So then they had to go through, when they realized that was the case, they had to start to try to put together a case. And then they realized that they had no case, but they couldn't just dismiss it because if they dismissed it, then you know, certain elements uh, of the public, about 50% of the country would have said, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is ridiculous. It's racist, et cetera, because he's a white boy. They're letting him off. Um, that's what they would have said. So the prosecutor doesn't want to take the heat for it. So what does he do? He just goes into this trial, uh, puts on the worst possible case that he can, tries to get the judge to declare it a mistrial, have it, and then, they, what would the prosecutor do? He'd get out in front of the cameras and say, we're going to, you know, we're, we're uh, disappointed that the judge has de declared a mistrial, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll take a look into this and, and consider refiling it and then never refile. That's what they, you know, would do. The defense in this case basically said is, you know, if this is dismissed, it ought to be dismissed with prejudice, which means you can never file it again because of your misconduct. And there was a lot of misconduct in this particular case. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the one of the witnesses uh, got up uh, and uh, who was a photographer who was there and uh, they were asking him, they said, well, you met with the prosecution, didn't you? Yes. And uh, we, we discussed these things with you. Right. Didn't we? Yeah. But we never asked you to change your testimony. No, you asked me to change my testimony. Oh, I mean, he yeah. not said that um, and they and made them look really bad. Uh, the additional thing that occurred is that all of this aerial uh, photography that you've seen, these videos, et cetera, that have come out recently, those were held by the prosecution. They had those things for months. They've mm -hmm. had them for a long time and they've not turned them over to the defense. So they never you know, were seen prior to uh, until relatively recently. So they were doing that, those playing those kind of games as well. So. Um, the judge doesn't want to declare a mistrial either with prejudice or without prejudice because he doesn't want to be the one making the call. He'd rather this thing goes to the jury and let the jury take the heat for whatever's decided. Right. So judge doesn't want to take the heat. Prosecutor doesn't want to take the heat. Now they're pushing it off onto the jury. And if you uh, heard anything about what's occurring is that there are people attempting to intimidate the jurors in this case. They're taking photographs of them as they're going into the courthouse. Um, you know, the, uh, some of the people that were uh, involved have actually gone out in social media and said that, you know, they better convict these people. We know where they live type of thing. Um, so they're being threatened. 
so you have a prosecutor doesn't want to do his job, a judge who's not really wanting to do his full job, and then a jury being, you know, stuck in this particular case, and that's where it's going to go. It's going to go to the jury. If they have any sense, they're going to say self-defense, all charges, uh, you know, found in favor of the defendant, uh, and let this thing go. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, vaccine mandates. So, you know, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals have uh, put the gabosh, at least in that jurisdiction, <clears throat> on the uh, enforcement of the mandates. Um, and of course, I told you that Joe Biden just basically came out and said, well, ignore that and just go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, go ahead and circumvent the law. Uh, go and circumvent and make uh, unimportant what the uh, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said. But here's one of the things that uh, recently uh, occurred that I attended, and uh, and that was that um, I listened to a speaker who's an attorney and a specialist in the area of um, Title VII, uh, religious uh, freedom, and uh, the obligations of employers to accommodate um, the religions of their employees. And that is the way to get a religious mandate or get and a religious exemption from these vaccine mandates. Um, and one of the things that he was talking about is the fact that, you know, you have a religious exemption automatically. They, it, it's automatic. You ask for it, they have to give it to you. Um, and, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of things when you request those, they'll say things like, well, um, you know, answer these questions. If you're requesting a religious uh, exemption, we've got this form for you to fill out. And, you know, I've seen things on these forms like, well, you got to have your pastor sign it. No, you don't. There's nothing. Title seven doesn't say that you have to be part of an organized religion, much less that you, you know, have to to abide by the tenets of whatever church you may be attending. You may have a different interpretation of religion uh, and, and what you need to abide by than what your own church is if you happen to be going to church. But you don't even have to go to church. You know that they have said that pagans. That's a yeah. religion. Yeah. And therefore they can ask for an exemption. So even as a pagan, you could ask for an exemption under these religious exemptions. Um, I've had saw one form where they said, Well, do you take Benadryl? And um, and what the, the next question after that is, do you understand that Benadryl was uh developed using uh fetal tissue? And um so what they're trying to do is they're trying to trap you into yes, I take Benadryl or have taken Benadryl. And uh, therefore, uh, you know, I don't really have any religious, uh, I, I'm just saying I have a religious, uh, uh, you know, uh, reason to say that I'm not going to take something that was developed with fetal tissue. So they're just trying to, to get put you in a box when they give you those forms. What this particular attorney said is that what you should do with those forms uh, is to fill them out uh, as best you can. Uh, don't fall into any of those traps that I just told you about. And then if they have a comment section uh, at the end of it, you put in there, this is gonna be followed up with a certified letter from me setting forth, your form doesn't adequately allow me to uh, to put forth my rationale for the uh, religious exemption, uh, that you'll be getting a certified letter from me that sets forth those things. And then you, in your certified letter, you have certain boilerplate things that you talk about, but. You know, it's a well-founded, uh, you know, religious belief that you shouldn't take the vaccine. Um, but you don't have to give, you know, a whole lot of detail if you don't want to, uh, although you should give some. 
but that you need to treat it as if you already have the exemption and that they need to make an accommodation for you. Um, yeah. Because that's what Title VII says, that right. they have to accommodate you for your religion uh, in, in, the, in the workplace. And so, you know, this, is, this comes back to something that uh, Jeff has said quite a few times, that they fall into their own traps. Yeah, landmines. They lay the landmines they eventually step on. Uh, Title VII is the landmine they laid because yeah. here's what happened. The reason why Title VII was put into place was to try to, um, you know, to attack Christianity and to put it, make it subservient to things like other religions that exist out there across the, the world, Muslims, whatever. Uh, they put that into Title VII because, you know, all of these quote unquote Christian businesses didn't like all these Muslims or Jews getting different holidays, et cetera. So we got to put in Title VII that they have to accommodate them. Now it's coming back to haunt them. And we need yeah. to push hard in that area, uh, asking for this religious exemption. And I went, after listening to this guy speak, I went back and I looked, and, and there are a couple of things to note. One of them is that the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, just came out with rules on uh, not not really rules, but kind of like guidelines and suggestions, et cetera, when it comes to religious exemptions for the from vaccine mandates, and they support this position, and um, they they go in detail and uh, and even give you the case law that supports how case after case after case, throughout lower courts, courts of appeals, U.S. Supreme Court have all said it doesn't have to be an organized religion. It doesn't have to have, you don't have to have, you know, even agree if you happen to be, so for instance, um, a Methodist. You don't have to agree with all the Methodist stuff uh, to, to request a religious exemption. You can, it can be crazy and you're still allowed. If you have a truly, you know, heartfelt belief that something uh, is against your religion, you shouldn't be forced to do it. Yeah, and the problem is, is that, Cliff, the tyranny of this government and the state of this nation, there's so much wickedness and evil and both things you're talking about, the court case and the mandate. And I'm going to mention we're not against vaccines. We're against the loss of your freedom. We're against the loss of your pursuit of life, liberty and happiness in America. And that's being taken away from you. And I think there's complacency all across this nation to really realizing that a very small minority group of people in Washington are destroying your lives without you knowing it. And by the time you finally wake up, Lord, I hope it's not too late. And that is what we're talking about here, folks. We're talking about the perversion of justice, truth, honesty, integrity, and in character. Besides the spiritual and moral decay in America, our problem comes from straying away from what our founding fathers and framers intended for our nation. We were created as a Judeo-Christian nation, meaning we use the virtue, justice, morality, and genuine good found in God's word, the Bible, to establish the plumb line for our existence as a society and a nation. They never said you had to believe in God. They never said you had to be a Christian. They gave you the freedom of religion, but they knew that unless we had a plumb line that was just true and honest, that this nation would fall. And we've left that. 
We have left that plumb line for existentialism, euphoric, narcissistic people and progressive individuals who are trying to lead this nation into socialism and communism. And the biggest problem in America today is we are not getting the truth. We're not hearing the truth. And folks, a lot of times it's hard to find truth. Everyone is taking advantage of the other for self-gratification that we've created a society where oppression has become the norm. Truth is a scarce commodity. Spiritual rebellion is the source of America's problem. And I hate to tell you this. Christians are at the heart of the problem and the complacency. Listen to prophet Joel. I read this last podcast, Joel three twelve. God wants us to turn back to him. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve. We need to be active now in supporting the states that are fighting this tyranny going on in Washington. We need to look for those candidates that will stand on that plumb line of Judeo-Christian values that has made this nation great, that has made us a nation that God has truly blessed. You hear me say it every week. God does not need America. He doesn't need our constitution. America needs God. Freedom lost in America is freedom forever lost in this world. Continued complacency will lead to the destruction of our freedom. We have complacency in America now in Christians, Republicans, Democrats, and independents who are living the good life and failing to see the destruction that is being brought upon this nation by these euphoric, radical, narcissistic socialists in Washington. We need to get on our knees and pray, pray, pray for God's divine intervention, especially over this next year and few months until maybe we can get power back and get constitutional conservatives in Washington. God is the true hope for America and mankind. Pray that God will expose truth. There is a war to silence truth because it is diametrically opposed to the liberal quest of self-indulgence, self-rule, and control. We need your help. Share this podcast with your family and friends. It's free. Subscribe to it so that you will get timely information to common sense and truth in America. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. Otherwise, complacency will lead to the death of freedom and of this great republic. For Cliff the Camp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom. <laughs>